and welcome to another episode of Sequel Pitch, in which three friends pitch their movie sequels to the host and then battle it out and convince the host that they have the winning idea. I am your host this episode and the Scarlett O'Hara uh, of this episode. <laughs> and the boys are going to go off to fight in a sequel pitch civil war. Um, <laughs> joining me is Drew Toynbee, Matt Hello. Rushton. Hello. And Andy Henry. Oh my. Who will who will win my affections? Let's find <laughs> out. As you may have already guessed, uh, we will be pitching sequels to the 1939 epic Gone with the Wind, directed by Victor Fleming. And in case you haven't seen it, we do a 60-second synopsis. And by God, I will try. <laughs> by God is my witness. Yeah. I'll yeah. never do a, a synopsis that's over 60 seconds again. <laughs> but first, let's. Uh, I just want to say, if you like this podcast, then why not tell your friends? And that is a way that we can grow our film community to be almost as long as this movie. Uh, if you super like this podcast, then why not head on down to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash sequel pitch. And you could subscribe to the £2 tier and have access to our full review of Woo! this movie and many, many more. Well, not many more, pitch but pal. many more. Quite a few pitch more. Yeah. yeah. It also helps us pr uh, put money aside to improve this podcast and make it better for your ears. So, without further ado, here is my 60-second synopsis of the four-hour movie Gone with the Wind. <laughs> we start the movie in the Old South, uh, just before the Civil War, and a woman called Scarlett O'Hara uh, lives on a plantation. And before the start of the war, life on the O'Hara plantation, uh, it's called Tara, could only be described as genteel. As the young Scarlet, she is without doubt the most beautiful girl in the area and is always the belle of the ball. She is very much looking forward to a barbecue at the nearby Wilkes Plantation and she, gets, and she will get to see the man that she loves, Ashley Wilkes. She is really, really sad when she hears that he is to marry his cousin, Melanie Hamilton. Uh, and in a fit of anger, she decides to marry her, uh, Melanie's brother, um, and then war is soon declared and the men being men march off to battle, uh, thinking that this will only last a few weeks. Now um, she's living in Atlanta. Scarlet sees the ravages that the war brings. She's also She also becomes reacquainted with Rhett Butler, who she had her first meet with in the Wilkes barbecue. But unfortunately, the guy dies in the war. And now she's a widow. She still pines for the married Ashley and dreams of his return. With the war lost, however, she returns to Tara and faces her hardship of keeping her family together and Tara from being sold at auction to collect the taxes. She has to become hardened and bitter and will do anything, including murder. Also, marrying uh, her sister's beau. Uh, to ensure she will never again be poor and hungry. After becoming a widow again for the second time, <laughs> she marries Dashing Rep, but they soon find themselves working at uh, cross-purposes, their relationship seemingly doomed from the outset. It ends with a horse killing a child and <laughs> Rep being like, See ya! The end. Fucking hell. <laughs> he's, not, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. Jesus. So, 
Let's go over <laughs> our uh, overall thoughts and our scores out of five. Um, and then if you want to listen to our full review, then head on down to our Patreon to subscribe. Mm. So let's go with Drew. What did you think? Top thoughts and your score. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, it's a complicated film to discuss in the modern day hmm. because it Say is very, very, <laughs> very, 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 very pro-slavery. Uh and just paints like there's no there's not a hint of slaves being mistreated they're all like super happy to have that to have jobs oh no sorry not jobs be indentured servants who are owned um everyone's like oh i i i would have freed them anyway honest gov <laughs> promise yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's a very problematic film like just painting the the people of the north who were among other reasons for the american civil war which it, the there are lots of them and not all of them were altruistic from the people fighting for the north and that's that's historical fact however they were trying to end slavery which ultimately kind of you know puts that puts that to bed and then just painting yeah. them as like absolutely evil and they're coming to take away everything the southerners have ever worked for no not everything that the southerners slaves have ever worked for <laughs> while the southerners had barbecues um ludicrous it, it's it's but it's so distasteful i cannot i cannot believe that this film was made in the 20th century and and had that huge like viewpoint and put it across so earnestly and with such conviction like i could feel myself feeling sorry for them and again from the perspective of those characters it would have been it would have been upsetting and scary their entire way of life changed but they were they owned people and many <laughs> of them raped and murdered a lot of them so fuck them uh however 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 as a piece of filmmaking Particularly from 1939, it holds up remarkably well. It's very impressive. There are some huge set pieces. I found a lot of it really memorable. I found the sort of character interactions and drama and the performances really engaging once you once you sort of shift gears back into, oh, it's kind of like we're watching pantomime performers rather than people doing naturalistic acting. And I think that the film deserves its place in film history. Like, adjusted for inflation, it is still the highest grossing movie of all time, which is mm. mad. Yeah. But it's... Oh, man. I, 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 I can... If, if one can divorce oneself from the horrible distastefulness and ignore the fact that actually and we'll get into this in the full review like the character motivations and stuff is is really bizarre and and <laughs> scarlet's like love for ashley for the whole thing and then at the very end being like oh wait no i don't know no i didn't silly me um i think it's very impressive so i am going to give it three Jesus um Christ. 
I, I, I'll give my reasoning. I can't think of a funny thing to... <laughs> three tense, frantic, running around a war-torn city trying to find a doctor to help a, a woman give birth to a baby out of five. Because I would recommend that people do watch this film, but you have to go in understanding the context of the film. That's the caveat. If if you're going to go in, go in uncritically, never, ever, ever watch this film. If you're going to go in <laughs> understanding the reality of the situation and what millions of African-Americans went through in the South leading up to the events of this movie, then you should watch it. But I couldn't give it any higher than a three. Sorry, that was quite long. But yeah. That's all right. Uh, thank you, Drew. Uh, Matt, let's go with you. Uh, you <laughs> I don't you have much like... to say about this film. That is a fact. <laughs> I have so many problems with this film. Like Drew, to be fair, you've nailed on a lot of the things that made my toes kill. I haven't been this uncomfortable watching a movie for sequel pitch <laughs> since we did Wild Wild West. <laughs> this is how bad this fucking movie was for me. Like It was... That was a nineties movie as well. <laughs> well, I know, but the, that's the thing. Clearly, we haven't moved that far, so maybe it was right to be in a twentieth century movie. But it's just like characters are despicable for everything that I, that everything I stand against in twenty twenty three. The movie itself, all it's like you say, it celebrates these heroes that hold these people's lives in the palm of their hand and throw them away like they're trash when they're done with them, like. These are the heroes of the movie, and for me, like, <laughs> it's still dubbed one of the greatest romance films of all time. Like, no, fuck me, I would rather watch a Saw film and look at the romance in a Saw film than watching <laughs> this one again. Like, I'd rather see the <laughs> devil go and fucking find his mistress than watch this. Like, this, for me, cannot stand the test of time. Like, it is... A film it was done in 1939 would have been better in 1839. Like, it's that far <laughs> off. Um, it's cinema history, yeah. But, like, with all good things from history, it needs putting in a glass cage, locking, and never being let out again. Like, it is done. <laughs> it does not need to see the light of day. And the fact that I was like, how am I going to watch this? How am I going to watch this? Like, I couldn't bring myself to pay money for it. And found some... God bless YouTube channel that should be shut down because it's streaming illegal films. But I found it for free and I didn't pay and I'm so fucking glad I didn't pay to watch this film because I remember not liking it. So, that's my rant over. There'll be more to come of the same ethos. But, like, what am I scoring it? I am scoring it purely on the basis that they put that poor child out of her misery and killed her before the end of the film. Like, it gets a one... One, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn fucking score. You know, like, there is nothing else. Like, it doesn't deserve funny things. It just deserves to be shot. Fair enough. Ironically, uh, I would have loved to see this yeah. sitting next to Matt for four hours, just watching his teeth clench and just be like, "Bullshit! <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? God damn it!" Uh, okay, Andy. Wow. Um. Uh... I'm a bit lighter. Uh, I, yeah, obviously, I agree with everything Drew's said regarding all the bad things about this movie. But in terms of, like, the story and characters and other things I'll get into in, in the review, I actually really... I like this movie. And I wish what I could see Matt's face now. What the fuck have yeah. we become? 
Sequel because <laughs> there's a, there's there's some great bits uh, which are funny just because um, they're old. Um, like for instance, uh, like uh, at one point, yeah, when their kid dies, Scarlet faints, and it's exactly like uh, what's her face, uh, Marion Cotard uh, in the in the Dark Knight Rises, her death scene. It's almost like that. It's just like, oh, um, which I'm sure at the time was fine. But over, okay, you know, now I forgive but, you. The fact that you find death funny, but, I'm fully on board with your review of I, this film now. I actually really like the kind of, the character of Scarlet. Like, not in terms. I don't like like her character. I like the character. I think she's the, very the performance. Intrig- yes, the, the performance and the whole is she. You know, obviously does she loves like Ashley, but this whole thing of uh, does she really love Rhett? And then when he, when he, he's like what kind of what Drew was saying, like at the end when she just kind of turns and she kind of like breaks down and says, I've loved you all along and I've just didn't realize and stuff. And it's just like, oh, are you really? And then the way like, it, 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 he leaves, obviously, which I think everyone like knows. And then she's like at the door going, oh, I'll go after him. I have to get him back. And then she starts to close the door and be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And I wish they ended there. They it have, you know, there's a little bit more. But because that would have been like, oh, did she actually really love him? And it, will she go back? you know after him tomorrow um but yeah what she goes through it's a, it's actually really it's a really great character and then yeah we can go into like the the scenery the shots just the way film has been is different compared you know from from when this is made to to now um but saying that scarlet did work a horse to death so i'm going to give it <laughs> 3.25 uh Ooh. horse deaths uh, very nice. I forgot I'm we gonna... could do points. Can I do like 0.1? Yeah, like, of course you can. I feel like oh, these no. guys are scoring it way it's too so high. Bring it 0.1 down, so... out of 5 is what it's fucking getting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you, numbers man. <laughs> I am going to go in between all of you and go to um, Killing a uh, North... Um, Civil, conf- what are they? What are they called? Confederates? They're not no, the Confederates are the Southerners. They they call them Yankees. Yeah, that's it. Dang uh, Yankees! What, shooting uh, a one, shooting a Yankee in the face. One and then disposing. Of, yeah, one. Oh, oh no, okay. two. Sorry, two, two. Sorry, two. Yeah, two. Um, I agree with what Drew says in terms of like cinema history and it being like uh, of the time and the cinematography and some of the shots. And the orchestra and stuff is really good. Like some of the uh, like sweeping shots are really uh, cool, and the painted backgrounds and stuff, and some of the like of uh, that stuff is really cool. Uh, however, yeah, it's very. It's like the Civil War light, or like very. <laughs> it's like daytime Civil War documentary. <laughs> Uh, doesn't really go into much detail about stuff. So yeah, I'm going to give it two, which gives us a average score of 2.09. So not a recommendation. Um, Literally, Matt's Matt's just brought it down under a recommendation. That's so terrible. Go watch this film. You are so welcome. Go watch this film. Film, no, just yeah. Watch it for cinematic history, absolutely. But go and like, obviously, like decide about yourself. But like, go watch it. It's actually worth seeing. It's not an amazing film, but you, I don't think you'll regret You're a seeing joker. it. Joker, 
Don't go watch it. And I swear to God, if this appears on my children's school yeah. curriculum, I am writing. A, I mean, oh, there's, I am there's writing no a way. Strongly worded there's, letter. Yeah. There's no way that I, I'm not suggesting that literally everyone should see this film. But I think if you have an interest in cinema and the history of cinema, it is it's worth watching just with the understanding um so just to <laughs> just to list off i think it's it stands alone in scoring we don't have very many at all that come in like smack bang around two so um i think the <laughs> the closest score that we have it comes in a full 0.21 higher than the predator <laughs> Um, it comes in a bit higher than Halloween Kills, which was yeah. 1.75. Top Gun, uh, 1.53. Yeah, 1. yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd still watch Gone with the Wind over those three. <laughs> think. I think I think I would. I might watch The Predator before I watch Gone with the Wind again. Star Wars: Rise yeah. of Skywalker, 1.86. So. Con Air 1.38 Home Sweet Home Alone 1.13 so it hasn't dethroned our lowest scoring movie um, oh no no our lowest scoring movie is still New York Minute with 0.78 oh my god this is on par as far as I'm concerned this is on par with New York Minute Um, okay there you have it everyone Uh, go see it on recommendation by Drew and Andy uh, do never burn it and <laughs> and send it to Hades if you are Matt. Um, so I think it's time to get your sequels pitched. The rules are the same as they always are. You have some time to pitch me your idea. Not too long. Otherwise, we may end up being as long as the movie itself. Uh, I may have some questions. I may not. Cool. Um, and then at the end of it, we're going to fight each other. Not me, but you are <laughs> going to fight each other for my hand in marriage. <laughs> at a barbecue. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go with Drew first. Okay. I have gone full legacy sequel. Um, it's modern day. Title's really hard, like really, really freaking hard. Um, I've, 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 all of my notes are, I've not even put them in the normal document because mine's really sporadic. Um, <laughs> like, how do you do Gone, Gone with the Wind? Like, I, 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 something like super pretentious, but better than like, whispers of yesterday's breeze or some shit but that doesn't sound like a really sappy 1970s like tv drama from america or whatever Um, whispers of yesterday's breeze like i don't i don't know i don't know after the storm you know gone with the wind and after the storm maybe that works um nice okay so we have uh in Modern day, it's Atlanta, it's in the south. You've got Amelia Hamilton, um, great, great, great granddaughter of Rhett and Scarlett. Um, no, not Hamilton, Butler, fuck me. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, 
great 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 granddaughter like the the logging business and all of that other money that that scarlet's family because i'm working on the assumption that she did go and get Rhett back and that the happy ending that the film presents it as was that she actually got him back and it's turned into like just a meet like a, a conglomerate they've got they've they've got like a website and newspapers and they've got they they still they've got their fingers in all the pies everywhere and you've got amelia and she's like really nice she's uh she's like in her late 20s she's done university she's done really well she's been off living her gap year life just exploring the world on the family's <laughs> money um like becoming a really well-rounded lovely person and she's being groomed to join the company and as she as we see her journey we see maya um i uh, uh, maya being a someone similar age a woman of a similar age from america who is specializing in african-american lineage who discovers that her family were owned by the hamilton butler ahara family back then maybe being as on the nose as her descendant was one of the women who was primarily featured as one of the slaves but i'm not sure if i'd want to go that far and so Maya goes to the butler head offices or whatever, or she gets in touch with them and is like, I'm doing this research project. And the family are all having this big, like the the the, the higher-ups, her mum and dad, and they all work at the company because, of course, they do. And they're all like, oh, this is not good. Like, oh, no, we don't want to deal with this person. And Amelia's sort of cynically, she's like, oh, well, no, come on, I'm joining the company. It would be really good PR if we got me in there and I worked with her and we sort of, We'd paid some lip service to this whole situation. And sorry, my cat is meowing at the door of my shed. One sec. <laughs> and then a cat, Your cat is not more important than this podcast room. <laughs> oh, no, she is. She's sad. Hello, puss. Okay, anyway. Um, so, what starts <laughs> off as this cynical thing of this incredibly wealthy white family who used to own slaves um, becomes their their growing relationship and them coming to respect each other and understand each other a bit more mainly like i would want to make sure that the focus and emotional journey is on both of them and i i would want there to be some element of maya also coming to understand amelia's viewpoint and exploring what i talked about in the in the patreon exclusive bit of <laughs> of like okay no they're okay for for those people existing in the south having their entire way of life change it must have been terrifying it must have been scary you see all of that however importantly like mo not more importantly but the uh, the point that i want to very strongly make is that it is much more about amelia coming to realize like amelia is not racist her family aren't actively racist but they're not anti-racist they're just like oh it was in the past you know it wasn't us we didn't do that we're good people now we give to charities we employ black people everything's great and them discovering that that's not good enough and so you've got the the drama in the first act of them kind of they're sparring and they're really combative when they first get to know each other they start to come to respect each other they both take a trip to tara and like Amelia's talking about all of the like crazy happy memories she has there going swimming like spending summers there and and the swimming pool and the tennis courts and everything and being like oh yeah this is the this is the the wing where the 
where the slaves used to where where the 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 workers used to stay and being like really euphemistic and now it's like the fucking pool house or something really sick and she but she sees how that affects Maya so their friendship deepens Amelia starts to challenge her family there's a lot that's where a lot of that conflict comes from you get the inevitable break between the two where Amelia has to kind of be like oh man I've got to sort of decide between my family and and Maya and I'm becoming a different person but they're my family and family's super important I've got all this lineage and blah 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 um and they they break she goes back to the family she organizes this big like fundraiser and the family and she's and the family are all doing it really cynically again and it's all about like yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a charity fundraiser and raise a couple these are like multi-billionaires these people have a, a combined family worth of like 200 billion and they're like oh yeah we'll raise a couple of million and give it to some reparations charities and that'll make amelia feel better and everything will be fine and then we can just carry on as normal um and then at the end amelia it turns out amelia's invited maya to the thing and she stands up and gives a speech and she was meant to give this speech about how like this sort of sanitized speech but actually she gives this proper speech of like those people didn't know they were, but they were bad people. They owned human beings. It was dreadful. I'm going to do everything in my power within this company to try and make that right and spread the message. And Maya's proud of her and their friends and her family are, are angry with her and maybe kick her out. But the movie ends there and we don't know what happens. Mm, thank you. Uh only one question. Yeah. Do you think it? Well, it's kind of like two part. Do you think it's a bit too heavy? No. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and do you think that fans of the original will come <laughs> see this movie? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> and that's yeah. That I uh, as far as I'm concerned, I look forward to hearing what Andy and Matt have come up with yeah um but this this was the only direction i could see it going it was the only direction yeah. like that i was like oh you know we could we you could do a, a we could do one about all of the descendants and like the 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 descendants of the hamiltons and the descendants of some of the of some of the people who were held in slavery and like do a kind of one of those really complex interweaving narrative things where all these people who had this past connection but didn't know about it are sort of brought together and maybe they discover it and then they go apart and it's just a kind of big emotional drama yeah. thing. But I think given all of the conversation that we've had, the the only the only sequel that I would be comfortable pitching, and I think that would draw more attention to the problems with the first movie and all of this other stuff would be to do it like this. Thank you, Drew. Now let's move over to Matt. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. What is sequel. your title? My title is Gone with the Wind, I, I, 2. <laughs> the Windy City. Nice. E. So Scarlet will literally do anything to get that back and canters about looking for him with the help of some unexpected allies. And Asterix, this is filmed in the 40s. Very important. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
So th- cool. wait, th- this has already taken place then. So uh, <laughs> this this film was filmed in the forties. Yes, my oh, sequel okay. is okay. it's okay. canonical of the time rather than doing it in modern day. Okay. Cool. So we open with the movie and we see a forlorn Scarlet. She's sat in a cell on nursing a whiskey when a man approaches her. She throws the whiskey in his face. And in a repeat of the classic ornament-breaking scene, she throws the whiskey glass the length of the salon and it smashes against the back wall. A man pops (laughs) up from the sofa. (laughs) I love this bit. A man pops up from the sofa and he's bleeding and he has glass. (laughs) (laughs) I knew Andy would be there for it. He has a glass shard in his head. (laughs) She leaves. We've run the credits. (laughs) Give him the win. Give him the win now. What an opening. (laughs) Anyway, Last she's definitely not head. home. She is, randomly, we discover, she's in South Dakota. Uh, and we learn it's, so it's either like some really boring overlay text, or there's a big sign saying South Dakota, and bullet holes through the O's <laughs> because the place is rough. So Scarlet <laughs> marches along to a horse, she's a bit drunk. She's apprehended for drink riding, by, and it's a young blonde <laughs> thing that apprehends her. They have a chat en route to the cells, they formally introduce each other. The young deputy shocks Scarlet when she says her name is Jane. Just at that moment, Scarlet's shoved into a cell. Whilst in a cell, we hear music play, and Scarlet bursts into song. It's epic. It feels very out of place, but it is a sign of things to come. So, this movie is going to be a musical. And even better, it's a crossover musical with another classic of the 50s, set in the same time period Calamity Jane <laughs> this is a prequel to Calamity Jane and a sequel to Gone with the Wind fucking mint right, I refuse to make another Gone with the Wind basically so okay. the first act uh, it basically ends with um, Jane having heard Scarlet's life and mission to find the man she loves and Jane's so moved by it that she joins the crusade and they have a duet and they sing as they set off Jane has ulterior motives, however. She needs to prove that she's badass and she can travel on, on her own with a horse and a gun so that men respect her. Anyway, <laughs> Act 2 is the journey from Deadwood City to Chicago. There'll be something that tells us Rhett's in Chicago, probably like a letter asking for her or something, um, but it helps move the story on. And we get a song about the Windy City, maybe like reprising the song from Calamity Jane. The Windy City, but hey, who knows? Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we have it in an inn. They stop in an inn, and it's a big choral number with lots of dancing on the tables and whooping in and kind of frivol- frivolities and all that. Um, and then it's just Jane and Scarlet back on horses. Uh, we stop off in Sioux City before then landing in Iowa somewhere, and there can be like a carnival or something in Iowa that's celebrating the Yankees win and celebrating freedom. Um, and it's like a big thing about equality. Uh, it, it's great for the 40s because it's seen as really progressive. And obviously, I finally get a bit of comeuppance against the bastard who wrote this first film. I get to F you <laughs> him a bit. Um, or them. I don't know. He's a man. Presuming he's probably a man. And I mean, why. The, the book was written by a woman, but yeah. screenplay. Well, I meant the movie. Yeah, the screenplay. The screenplay. The screenplay. Was, yeah. Even more batshit that that book was written by one, but anyway, that's detracting. <laughs> so, Scarlet meets a progressive thinking man in Iowa, and she has some butterflies and some feelings for him. Then uh, they kind of she begins doubting why she's actually going to Chicago. 
But, you know, she wants to get a douchebag husband back still, I think. But we see some slight behavioural changes. So then Scarlett and Jane leave, and they have a real heart-to-heart discussing the reasons that Scarlett's so determined to get Rhett back, and they talk about the kid they lost, and the kid that they lost, and <coughs> everything else that they lost. Um, but, you know, it, it's basically he's a dick. So there's another song that starts quite confrontational, um, and Jane's combative and going like, Why? babe, why? Don't do this. Don't go back to him. And she's like, no, I must. He's my man. He's my man. But it starts quite dis- like discordant in the beginning. But then the second half of the song, they come together uh, and they sing in a wonderful harmony as they both start to realise that they've learned something from each other. <laughs> um, Scarlett basically realises she's going to Chicago. She never wanted to get Rhett back, but she wanted to end the story on her terms. And she has control and dignity again. So that's a badass women on their horses. Uh, act two ends with them arriving in Chicago, a really bustling city, and there's a big picture of Rhett's face as a munitions factory owner. Oh, of course he is. Act three sees the face-off between Rhett and Scarlet. Rhett, it turns out, is actually in dire financial need, and that's why he reached out to her. He wants her money now. Scarlet says her peace that she's stronger without him. They have a confrontation and sing. And uh, she's obviously way better at singing than him. End of the song, she stands strong, he's weak. He hates it and he goes to hit her. But Calamity J whip cracks with her whip and ties his hand (laughs) as he goes to hit her. But before Scarlet can do anything, Scarlet then draws the gun and points it in his face. And she says, frankly, my darling, I don't need you anymore. And she walks out. Oh, he's left. And we hear, as they go off camera, we hear a gunshot. And they look back in a single tear. They don't look back. And there's just a single tear runs down Scarlet's cheek. And we continue riding back to Iowa. The movie ends with Scarlet and the mystery man reuniting and kissing against a sunset backdrop. And Jane says she needs to head back to Deadwood as old Bill will be waiting for her. Prequel to Calamity Jane. Sequel to Gone with the Wind. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Same question. <laughs> Will the fans of the original like your film? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I'm not targeting them. I'm targeting anyone who, like me, He's targeting hated me. the first movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not targeting you, Andy Henry. You're a fan of this film. I'm targeting yeah. the me's. And I think the use Ross. Those that know yeah. for a while they couldn't sit through another one of those films, but they could sit <laughs> through something different with progressive thinking, but with the same and musicals. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, and last but not least, <laughs> Andy, what's your title? Um, so I got a variation, a few titles, but they're they're just basically variations of uh, flatulence jokes, <coughs> fart in the air. Turd in the wind, um, <laughs> or alliterations like shit in the storm, wank in the rain. But I could, I could go on. Um, I, it's going to be called "Gone with the Wind" to Scarlet Fever. Mm, nice. Mm. Oh. Uh, and weeks after Rhett leaves her, Scarlet feels her life is over. But little does she know, her life is about to begin. Um, so we start with Scarlet attending the funeral of Melanie Wilkes. Uh, she looks around in hopes of seeing her estranged husband, Rhett. 
uh, but she doesn't. Uh, maybe she sees someone who looks like him, maybe rushes over, but it's obviously not. Uh, Scarlet returns home uh, into Tara to try and rebuild her life, uh, but learns that Mammy is dying. Uh, she sees this as an opportunity to send a telegram to Rhett, uh, knowing he always had kind of a soft side for her, but figuring out he will not come if he, if he knows the note was from her. She signs it off as one uh, like an old soldier buddy that Rhett met uh, in the first film when he all went off to war. Uh, a rep then arrives, uh, but doesn't speak to Scarlet. Kind of blanks her. He catches Mammy moments before her death, and with his, with her last words, she makes Rhett swear to always look after Scarlet, and he kind of reluctantly agrees. Maybe he nods, but doesn't say it. Something along the lines of that. Uh, Scarlet and Rhett then try to talk, but end up fighting. And Rhett leaves and says he's going to he needs to calm down and spend uh, time with his family uh, in Charleston. I think it was. Uh, so Scarlet basically follows Rhett up to his family, makes a surprise entrance. Rhett uh, tries to show, uh, try not to show his family that his marriage is basically on the rocks. He acts like he's pleased to see Scarlet, but you know he hugs her, but then whispers in her ear like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Um, the Rhett's mother like takes an instant liking to her new like daughter-in-law. Uh, the mother tells Rhett to take Scarlet out for a sail on their boat uh, on the harbor where um, they like talk about the relationship. And Rhett admits that he does still love Scarlet, but he doesn't know if he can trust her. She, you know, if he doesn't know if she's actually over Ashley or not, or if uh, her feelings towards him are true or you know anything else. Uh, she bears her love for him and they have sex on the boat uh, but a storm catches them and capsizes them and they nearly die but they're saved by a passing ship uh, Scarlet wakes up a few days later uh, and she finds a note left on her bedside table it's from Rhett and it's asking her to leave so when she kind of like, gathers her feelings and all that and her things a couple of days later Scarlet is like oh maybe maybe this is over she kind of makes her excuses to Rhett's family and leaves uh, she gets caught in the rain while like walking to I don't know a bus. If they had the like, I don't know how often the buses came back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once a year, yeah. the number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she's she goes uh, she leaves she gets caught in the rain she slips down a ravine and like breaks either her like ankle or wrist she's saved by a passing car which offers her a lift she doesn't kind of know who they are but she just stumbles in she just wants a lift she wants to get out of the range and she's hurt uh, but it turns out members of the car actually uh, belong to Scarlett's family who live in the area or maybe they're holidaying basically a coincidence that kind of happens in the film um, and they say they will uh, take care of Scarlett they take her back to the uh, to their house. Um, and kind of like rest up her injured ankle or wrist. Uh, then we have a montage of Scarlet connecting with the family, helping out around the house or the, the farm, it really getting like de uh, dirty and stuff like that, uh, and starting to change into a kind of a kind of person, but it's not like kind of full transition yet. Um, after a while, a, a family friend, Brendan from uh, a priest from Ireland, joins them, and there's an instant spark between them and Scarlet. Um, as they get to know each other, she sees how kind and generous he is, uh, and this kind of a, a, she kind of looks on looks into herself and kind of like reflects on it. Uh, but she finds out that she's actually pregnant with Rhett's kid again uh, after they had sex on the boat. Uh, but she keeps her pregnancy hidden, uh, and then Brendan says, "You know, this, uh, I want to take you to see my family in Ireland and show you around Ireland because she's never seen it." So she agrees. Uh, in Ireland, Scarlet is welcomed by Brendan's family. They're all kind and generous, like the her. They uh, big hugs, warm dinners. Um, Scarlet is like fucking like just engrossed by this warm friendly feeling uh which starts to change her more and more uh brendan takes uh, scarlet uh exploring through ireland meeting the locals all these quiet little towns and showing her like a quiet life which uh, is like pretty nice uh while exploring they pass an old dilapidated house which belonged to brandon's uh family before the english destroyed it in the anglo-irish trade war that's right i did my fucking homework 
Um, Scarlet soon receives a <laughs> notification of divorce from Rhett as he intends to marry someone else. So Scarlet's confused a bit and she doesn't know if she actually loves Rhett. This note is playing with her emotions. Um, did she actually love Rhett or maybe it was just the lavish lifestyle with the security that he offers that she actually liked? Brendan admits that he loves her and they kiss and Scarlet vows to forget Rhett once and for all. Uh, she tells Brendan about the baby, but Brendan pledges to lie to his family and say the baby is his. Uh, and then another little montage, so this film's not four hours long, shows Scarlet like transforming, finishing her transformation basically into a different person. Um, she sells off her, uh, sells half of her father's plantation uh, to buy and redo this dilapidated house of Brendan. They used to settle down. Scarlet's to help, uh, Scarlet starts helping her out in the, how, uh, the town and becoming uh, well known and fond by the town, townspeople. Um, this is shown, this montage is basically nine months. Uh, and then her water breaks at the end. The doctor comes in, thinks Scarlet's going to die. And there's a big, oh, hurrah, oh, you know, she's going to die. Oh, shit. Um, but then an emergency cesarean is performed. Uh, we think Scarlet has died as the doctor comes out all solemn. But then he hands Brendan a, ba a baby boy and says both baby and mother are doing fine. And they name the baby Gerald. Awful name for a kid. But it's after Scarlet's father. Uh, unfortunately, sometime later, Brendan catches and dies from tuberculosis. Scarlet says her life is nothing about Brendan, but on his deathbed, he's like, no, look how far you've come. You're a completely different person, and I will live on through you. Uh, one day, Rhett turns up just out of her house and says he ne um, she never responded to his divorce note. And Scarlet admits that she was thinking about running back into, back into Rhett's arms, but she's found true love uh, with someone else who now has unfortunately died. Rhett says like, oh, that's great because he still he still loves uh, Scarlet and, you know, you're a widow now so they can get back together. But Scarlet starts to question, yeah, you know, does she actually need Rhett? And it was her feelings ever true. Um, and... Um, Maybe, maybe the maybe the kid come can come out at this point. So Rhett sees there's a kid, but obviously doesn't know it's his, um, or not. That could be for later. Um, and then oh, a visiting where near the end, the visiting wealthy lord, uh, was uh, a visiting wealthy lord visits uh, the town and sees Scarlet, uh, and just sees how handsome and like strong uh, Gerald is, and says to Scarlet to marry him and have his children. But this angers uh, Scarlet, you know, the arrogance of this guy. Uh, she refuses, uh, and then the lords, uh, the lord tells his goons because I got have some goons uh, later that night to basically when Scarlet is asleep to to burn her house down, and then the lord will run in, <laughs> save her, make her. Feel that she owes his uh, her, her life to him and then that will uh, force her to marry him so that, <laughs> later that night that happens the house goes alight the uh, lord is basically chicken shit the flames are too high and he leaves uh, Rhett uh, is kind of like gathering his stuff after being rejected in, in like the last scene or the last couple of scenes from uh, Scarlet he's like oh yeah maybe not Maybe I'll leave. So he's, he's getting his stuff then but he sees smoke on the uh, hill he doesn't know it belongs to Scarlet but he rushes over uh, and uh, runs into the house. He sees Scarlet, takes her out, tries to resuscitate her because she's uh, unconscious from the uh, from breathing in all the smoke. But then he hears a child scream. He runs back into the house, uh, and then Scarlet wakes up just to see Rhett carrying the ha the child to safety as the house burns and falls to the floor. And Scarlet and Rhett, Rhett uh, Scarlet tells Rhett the child is actually his, uh, and then the, she does love him. And maybe all this coincidences and stuff are uh, is the world or the universe or fate or something telling them they should be together. Uh, and they end up rebuilding their home and living in Ireland. And then an after credit scene. No, no I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> God. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, same question. Mm. Do you think fans of the movie will like the original movie like yours? I do. I do. I think I, uh, yeah, I think it kind of ends the story, which they uh, they, they want to see. Okay, right. Will it 
B. These are the summaries of your um, all of your pitches. Would it be Andy's Scarlet realizing that Rhett isn't the man he he was thanks to an Irish man? Um, <laughs> will oh, it be Irish Drew's? Man. Will it be Drew's? Who do you think you are? Episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> will it be Matt's Gone with the Wind and Calamity Jane the musical? Um, I'm pretty torn. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so your arguments better be good about uh, picking each other's apart. Uh, so there's nothing left more now than to fight each other until the death. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, I'm kicking it straight Go. off and putting my glove. I'm taking the glove straight off and going straight for Andy's jugular because the exact reason that he said yes, fans will want to see my movie because it's more of the same is the exact reason he should not categorically win this episode because good god all the suffering that we had to sit through for four hours about them oh will they won't they will they won't they they have it again and it's even nicer and he's uh, painted as a hero again this fascist racist pig is painted as a hero as he runs out of a fire saving a child. Like, this is what they may as well have done in the first movie to make me think, oh my god, they really fucking love this man. But, you know, it, it's nice. I really loved what they were doing with Brandon. Got a bit confused on the old timeline with buses and cars and uh, a boat that gets there in a day from America to Eng- to Ireland. But, you know, we'll allow some, no, they some time shifting. In- they take a boat for a nice little trip. They don't take a boat to Ireland. Well, they, no, they, no, they, 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 they do take yeah, a boat to Ireland. They don't oh, yeah, fucking but, yeah, fly. Yeah, but it doesn't take a... It does, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That scene where they take a boat, they take a boat is into Ireland. That's just a nice... like. How do they get to sail. Ireland is my question. Well, they take a boat, but it doesn't take like a, a day. That's that scene. <laughs> they take I think, a boat then. I don't care about the boat scene in your film. I'm saying they take a boat from America to Ireland. doesn't take a day. It takes like a month or so. No, I think Matt, two to his credit and he's saying they they go for a boat trip in america uh yeah i think the, the, the point you're yeah when he when when she visits him at his family and they take a boat is that what you're talking about or i thought the you said they went to ireland, ireland and they yeah. have a home yeah they buy a home in ireland yeah okay well i mean my only point was that it's just like that would take longer than a day so she'd be getting more pregnant and i like the montage bits like yeah, sweet, lovey-dovey, cool. I feel like it's kind of leaning into modern-day tropes and the old tropes. Yours is filmed in the 30s, 40s as well, yeah? I get that. Yep. I, I understand. Well, cool. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could do it now and then yeah, make it older. Okay. Oh, I mean, that, 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 that's really the only way. When you, say, when you say it's filmed in the 40s, do you literally mean it was filmed in the 40s? Or are you, are you, so are you my, trying to make yeah, it look like it's a film We're not pitching this as... as Modern producer make this movie. We're pitching it as Ross. Which of these movies do you want to have existed in the timeline you exist in? All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is why I'm well, making yeah. a point. Of, like my film isn't filmed in 2023. It's filmed in the 40s. It's that's the asterisk on my pitch. Um. But yeah, I, it, it it's fine. Drew's is kind of wishy washy and like I, the the liberal in me loves it, but obviously I'm also going <laughs> to fight it. And say so that I kind of feel like it's it's the sequel that kind of writes all the wrongs and doesn't necessarily 
follow on. It's it's kind of like a franchisee film, isn't it? Got the, Drew's pitch isn't really like <laughs> the holistic sequel <laughs> to the film we watched. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to use that franchise in 2023 and make a new movie. Kind of like how doesn't... I won with my Harry Potter pitch. So it's not a, it's not a flawed <laughs> argument. But I'd just say it's like, it's not a clean sequel. Where mine is a fucking spanking, sparkly clean sequel. That takes them across the mic. It's not. It's not. It's not a new sequel though, because you're using like half a half of someone else's story. That's a little rich coming character. from you, Andy, as someone else who found the Wikipedia page for the sequel novel to come with the wind. I don't think you can criticise anyone. For you. Hey, I, I did hey. my research. That's what I said. That's my, what I said. Mine is two original stories because there is no referencing of Calamity Get Jane going to Chicago. Like that's all made up. This is just me, gung ho, firing my six strings like revolvers. Like I was I mean, just having great fun, and if- I brought something brand new to the table that you can't knock. And and you pissed yourself laughing in the first scene, so you know I have a good fucking pit. If I mean, I just to pick it apart a little bit. Then in that case, Scarlet like has a deep seated hatred of all things Union and North, and so she immediately goes to like the bastion of Central Northern States, Chicago. <laughs> Well, oh, because well, like he's that. over there with the munitions factory. He, she gets the letter to make him go to make her go over there. That's the point. Why so would she's he be in Chicago? Him. He would he's have no cachet to make up gun there. Bullets. I don't know. I just had to get to the Windy City. Like, I just wanted I just, to I just hear the this. Windy City in my movie title. Tie it into Calamity Jane, and Chicago is the Windy City. So I was just being clever, and why not? It's on. It's a coastal city. It's gonna have easy selling for munitions. It's gonna it's gonna make a lot of sense, but whatever. Someone else can write what Chicago oh, no. is like. In the Chicago is not a coastal city. I just city. want to hear. It is abso- it's, yeah. it's on it, it's Chicago's on lake. Like- it's on a lake. It is not on the sea. It's on a big <laughs> oh, well, old lake. They're so, selling okay, their munitions I might to have Canada. A few flaws, Ross. <laughs> But a the few, only reason yeah. it was Chicago was to tie into my movie title. <laughs> I can tie change into someone my else's title, movie, <laughs> and therefore I can change where the city is. It just they is, go it, is to the city a though pretty important state. to Calamity Jane? No, the don't Windy they, City they is sing a part song about of a song from South Dakota. They just take a journey to Chicago, just trying to be clever and tie it in with a song. <laughs> but oh, there's a lot of other states. Now, well. I want to hear other... this song yeah, that completely changes. Of... I accept I was flawed. I wasn't too busy working out the geographical map of America for my pitch. <laughs> I was trying to be clever, trying to be original, <laughs> trying to be fun. But hey, if you want to get that pedantic about it, that's fine. I do. I do want to get that pedantic Can about I, it. I just. <laughs> I like as well, like the, like with Matt as well. Like she wants to get re- her whole the whole movie until one song changes her whole opinion. Like I can't wait a to hear that song. It's going to be opinion. like the new "Let It Go." It's going to be something yeah, that changes her whole right. fucking motivation for the last eighty minutes of this film. Probably Calamity like, Jane oh, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, the here's, fucking Beyonce here's in this all right, movie. Yeah. All right, Calamity Jane is like fucking Beyonce in I the think... fact that she empowers this woman after seeing her hooking up with another guy nearly and going, "Hey, what about him though? <laughs> hey, hey." Liberal agenda. This huh? random guy as Look well that you didn't even put a name to. You fucked me over when I didn't give names to my French guys in the Reign of Fire. <laughs> and now you haven't got a game for this. Even you said this mystery man. You don't even care about him. He's just a mystery man. You've got Do you no want to know why I said mystery man? For him. It's because I couldn't decide if he was white or black. Okay. Oh, well, that's, so I decided to know. Oh, we know about yeah. that now. Oh, okay. Look, my, I think, after we spent oh, such a long time 
talking about like the the mistreatment of of black people and the history of racism in this film neither of your films feature a single fucking black person or any discussion about what happened to them in I the have South. a whole I have a yeah, whole because again, it's not two in, in big <laughs> carnival with celebratory rights this is just two women on a journey for 90% of my film can't really just start adding and in I, token I black people that's trying as to racist as say that's segregationalism <laughs> I'm literally trying to escape it by going to a, a like a, another place, another country. And again, my, I, I'm, I'm working on like it's not about that's not the film. My film is about the romance that happened that wasn't ended in the first film. Drew and Matt have both said that the, the, the audience in the first film wouldn't want to see this, and I agree, they they wouldn't. The audience in the first one them, would want to see this one. It's the same the tone film. as the first one. It has they this back and forth. Will they? Won't they? It's uh, to be honest, yeah, a little bit. It is kind of like hero worshiping Rhett, especially as he fucking carries a kid outside of, uh, through like a burning building. <laughs> I don't mean to give that impression, but the story focuses more on Scarlet and her development. That's why the title is called Scarlet. Fever, she doesn't develop at all. She goes back to him again. There's no like, yeah, but she's a different, exactly like she's a different person. That's the whole point of the fucking the montages film. and her going to this island, uh, this island, this other family, and then to Ireland. That's what changes her. Mine's, uh, mine's the same tone. And she Drew's, does do the Drew, dishes. Yeah, like, you, you're right. Matt's... You did say that she starts helping out around the house. She does the dishes now. That's good of her. That is good. She's <laughs> no, she really just, progressed. Dude, she, she does everything. <laughs> she does it in the farm. What do you mean talking about the dishes? Well, yeah, there's got to be obviously like they use dishes. They're going to have to dishes. But she does all the farm work. There's all the other things. She I does basically like... what her slaves were doing in the first one. That's what she's learning. No, but that, that's why that she did, like, already happened in the first one. She already <laughs> No, she doesn't get over that though. She doesn't at the end, she's a completely different person. Okay, she's right, doing that's her own fair, shit. That's fair. Like the whole point of her like selling the plantation of mine and giving it to someone else is this like impression that she's a completely different person. Money doesn't mean anything to her now. She can literally live in a quiet life. I did like in yours, Andy, where she had a wrist injury, so they have to look after her. Yeah, her wrist, wrist or ankle, something that would kind of like keep her bed bound or something like that for like a or, or like a she could like she would, no no either bed bound or like she couldn't help she couldn't help completely. So she like there's a scene where she's like trying to carry buckets and then someone's like oh you can't do that so they take it off her and she's like oh, okay good but then later in the film she's like no no I I I I'll, I'll keep them I'll yeah, try yeah, yeah. and stuff like that like that's the whole that's the whole point of like her farmyard working and stuff like that right. I've have had enough. Oh, man, I've barely said anything. All, all okay, I, yes, go on, well, Drew. All I will say is they've both spent a very long time attacking each other's and not mine because they know they can't no, attack yeah, mine. Well, I said yours isn't Matt even a sequel. Ex- it's a franchise uh, film. So yeah, it is. It's it feels like Rocky Nine or something, like straight to bin, basis. like the DVD DVD bin. It feels like, like oh, it's, it's connected. It feels like what's the, the American Pie like band count? The four? only one that is actually true to the character journey that Scarlet had. Both of you have Scarlet being like, yeah, but it doesn't even, oh, actually, no, maybe I was. In it. Mate, I am a strong, independent woman and I'm going to let Rhett shoot himself in the head slash <laughs> your Andy's adaptation of an existing story where she goes to Ireland. Which is already a sequel. Yeah, I'm using the sequel that was already out there, but I'm not using it completely. I'm changing it. You have it. adapted. I did say yeah. adaptation. I, I I wanted to make it clear yeah. that I recognised that you had changed some things. I think the burning bill. So mine actually falls yeah yeah it does but yours is just the same thing that happened in the last fucking film where she spends the whole movie no, going actually... i don't need Rhett and then be and and being pregnant with his baby but they are and then be like oh, oh no, they are both different people at the end of mine Rhett's not, not so much because it's not his film we can put more in if we need to but she is a completely different person at the end because of the action that she does 
mind, which she wasn't in the first one because she's like, oh, I'll get Rhett back tomorrow. And then she's like, oh, maybe I won't. Tell you what, like, those mind, fans of Rhett would be really people. pissed that he here's, isn't in your film, Andy. Here's Matt having a go at me for being franchise-ish when he's literally <laughs> smushing two franchises together. Yeah. And mine, yeah, but mine is mine done with a semblance of humour, isn't like... it? Mine is out there as a wild pitch. Yours is a genuine follow-on pitch. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I think mine, mine is, yeah, mine is actually like important. It would be able to address a lot of the different sides of the discussion, the long and interesting discussion that we all had. Put that in the film, address social issues and inequality and injustice, whilst providing some insight into the real historical impact. Like I, 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 I. Doesn't yours, sound yours, like a sequel, though, does it, Ross? Doesn't sound I mean, like a sequel, though, does it? I think it does. I think it does. Anyway, right. Sorry, I've, I've said my piece. Right. I am very torn. You all have very different pitches. Um, you've got a musical, uh, a sort of <laughs> a gritty modern day uh, reflection on the the original movie. You've got also Andy's, which is like a a, truce, a little bit more of a journey for Scarlett to have. Um, but there can be only one winner. Um, in in third place, um, with how many points is it? Two. Third place is one. One. Yeah. With one point is. With one point. This is really hard. Um, Okay, let me think. Let me think. Okay, so with one point is Matt. I'm sorry. I did like. I do like the idea of uh, a musical. I thought if anybody would have gone with me on that, it would have been you, man. I would have taken you to the grave with that. Sorry. I did like it, and I do like the idea of mash- mashing up two franchises together. <laughs> um, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I love it. I just think it was good. It was good. I honestly couldn't think of a genuine sequel. I was just like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> Clement Jane set in the 1860s. Ah, oh, fucking go with Clement Jane, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It worked. It makes sense. Uh, and in second place um, is... Andy's <laughs> and the winner is Drew's that doesn't have so, any of the original characters in oh, right, I don't give so a fuck man. the liver in me is so DVD happy that we can correct all these wrongs I, I, was, I was waiting so, for you guys to bring that up in the argument section so I could be like oh when they, they we can do flashbacks with seeing them from behind existing in their horrible awful slave state <laughs> yeah. That would just been well. That would have been flashbacks of the first film, though. Wouldn't it? That, that would have been new footage. Yeah, new new footage. Actors. Yeah. So, Andy, you were very close from winning. Like when I first read yours um, before the episode uh, aired, um, Ed, before we started <laughs> recording, um, I thought it was really good. I thought, oh, actually, this is quite a cool take. Like you know, Scarlet going and finding herself and being a happy. Like from what I took from it, um, 
because what I took from Gone with the Wind is, you know, she flits to and fro from being like obsessed with Rhett to not to then and and she's a bit she turns into a bit of a knobhead. Uh, so it's nice to see that you like had that journey of her going to Ireland and meeting someone else and and realizing actually like she doesn't need him. Um, I think it the last little bit of yours goes a bit weird with the whole goon, the the Lord and the goons uh, <laughs> setting fire to it. But like I I really liked it. It was very close. But like Drew, I really like yours. I, I like that it's a, a commentary on the old um style and i think i can just picture it like being a movie now like and these like two actresses um you know finding out these things about um you know the past and it being not what you call it's not a coming of age movie but it's like kind of like that thing of like it is like self-discovery and things like that yeah which i think would be really cool so well done, Drew. Thanks. What movie are we going to be pitching next episode? I've gone down the list and I saw some news recently that this film, the a sequel for this film is potentially still in the works and one of the star's or the star of one of the biggest movies this summer is still very keen for it to happen and would want to be involved. That being Killian Murphy, because I want us <laughs> to do sequels for yeah, 28 nice. weeks later. I know it's not hey. horror season yet, but I saw it on the yeah. list and I couldn't not do it. Oh, yeah. so excited. Yeah. 28 yeah. weeks later, the worst one of them, the, <laughs> the, the two. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's still you know good uh cool yes we are now going to be pitching episode uh yes yeah shut up i've oh. even i've even written in the title in the episode thing is 28 months later no that it's 28 <laughs> weeks later there's if one of you wants to do 28 years later or 28 minutes later i won't be i won't mark you down <laughs> so there we have it um as i said before um please start talking about our podcast um share it with your friends say hey have you listened to our this these these crazy four guys from england they talk a lot of nonsense <laughs> um it's a way that we can grow our listenership and we can create community and we can create like a, a, a safe space for you guys to share your opinions about movies that's what we want to do we want to hear about your opinions on movies and what you think. And we, we do have a Discord that people could... It would be wicked if people wanted to join yeah. and talk to other people who like this show and have that connection. But you, there's no pressure. There's a bit of pressure. But no no pressure, really. <laughs> also, we, if ever there is a movie that is worth opening a discussion about watching <laughs> it with friends yeah. and then talking about it and letting us know what your people's thoughts are, I feel like this could be one of those movies where we could open some really cool conversations. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, crazy. Crazy yeah. arguments and awfulness. <laughs> so, But, you know, that's entertaining. Yeah, and we'll have mods, you know, if we... <laughs> yeah, to, to rein people in um so um also you can visit our um patron as well and subscribe to our is it two pound or is it three pounds it's two, two pounds. pounds yeah two pound tier yeah, no and you get access here. yeah and you get access to 
um, audible content um, that you won't get on our normal feed. So please head on down there and subscribe. It, you know, we can pull that money together and we can start improving this podcast as well. So that would really help us out. Um, but all that's left is to say goodbye from runner up on third place, Matt Rushton. I'm a whip crack away, whip crack away, whip crack away. It's goodbye from Andy Henry. Goodbye. Yeah, and this week's winner, Drew Toynbee. Goodbye, everybody. And it's goodbye from me. And frankly, my sequel pictures, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs>